me to introduce myself. My name is The Sportzilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, ESPN Utica Rome, now on 96.5 FM. Thank you so much for coming to Utica. Well, I'm from Utica, and I've never heard anyone use the phrase Sportzilla Show. It's a Utica expression. Rain man, good to go. Hey, Coach, how are you? I'm good, Rain, I'm good. Thanks for doing this today. No problem. I'll have an English muffin if you got one. What's that? No, go ahead. Wait, I'm ready. Uh Aha! The Sportzilla Show starts now. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. And Matt. Coffee for three underway with head coach of the Utica College men's basketball team, the Pioneers head coach, Sean Coffee. Coffee for three, of course. I take a little cream and sugar in mine. Scoop, you go all black on your coffee? Yeah, all black, man. The difference is he can actually hit three-pointers. We probably uh, wouldn't hit that many. One out of ten. How many out of ten do you think you could hit? I shoot pretty often, so, uh, you know. We hear I you're pretty good. Average we hear about eight, I average probably from three about 84, 85% when I'm on the, you know, I can get in a rhythm on the, on the shooting machine. So, um, but I have a couple records of my own that I keep track of as far as made in a row and stuff. Um, over the years, I try to keep my head trying to beat that. So, um, I think my record all time is 82 in a row. Oh my goodness yeah. gracious. I, is that good? I only remember that. I only remember that because it's, you know, I knew it was the, you know, NBA season length. So I can keep that number in my head. But, oh, and, yeah. and it's from yeah. NBA, NBA length too. Yeah. You're the man, nah, dude. It's for a college <laughs> fee, but you know, not, not so many. Yeah. I'll throw some NBA ones in there, but yeah. So, so that's, that's my record in a row. So you don't leave the gym until you, uh, you make one, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I have to make uh, about ten in a row before I leave. Wow! I can't, can't leave. Have you ever had dreams of hitting three pointers, it, like it, yeah, like a game winning three pointer? Oh, constantly, constantly. Which um, which yeah, NBA team? Yeah. Which NBA team are you on when you do that? I assume it's Game <laughs> Seven of the NBA Finals, so you can win the Larry uh, O'Brien. It's got to be for his nuts, yeah. right? <laughs> I, you know, it was the Bulls. You know. I was I would I would be Steve Kerr in that moment where Jordan gives me a pass and I'm shooting it. There's for the a win. That happens. So. Jordan passed. <laughs> he he has he has you know. Well, we got coffee. Documented. For, we got coffee for three underway on the Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, not ninety six point five FM. The glue guy, Matt Page, Scoop, and Rain, and Sean Coffee on the line. I apologize because. The glue guy was instigating again yesterday when Gary Heenan oh, sure. was in here. Uh, we were talking about eating desserts. And no, wait a minute. I'm instigating the instigator who was actually not instigating. And Gar- <laughs> Gary just didn't take the bait whatsoever. No, he didn't at all. And uh, you can go back and watch the Facebook Live video to make sure it wasn't me. Yeah, it's up there on the Facebook page at ESPN. You are. <laughs> let's talk about Utica College basketball, though, Sean. Uh, first of all, let's let's just talk about the Sage game and in the regular season, unfortunately, with a loss. But... You're still your number three seed in the Empire 8 tournament. We're getting ready to get after that. I believe it's tomorrow, right? We get started with uh, St. John Fisher at 730. So good luck there. But take us through the Sage game. And then we got to talk about some awards. But Sage first. Yeah, um, you know, went out to Albany Saturday morning. Uh, You know, not a horrible trip whatsoever. It was, you know, actually a good day, if you remember. Pretty warm out to travel. So, um yeah, it's it, it was disappointing. You know, I can't really get around that. Um, I just, 
you know, a couple had to burn a couple early timeouts. Just um, did not like the way it was going early. Um, they're a very athletic team, like I had mentioned, and you know they li- they live in transition and 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 offensive rebounding, and that's exactly what we gave up. It's a, and uh, early on in that game, it was you know it was a layup drill, and uh, if you were a spectator watching us, you would think we'd never practice transition defense or or defensive rebounding in our lives. So um, it, it was bad showing the start, um, and then you know we just. And on top of that, we we just haven't haven't been making shots at the same clip, like I've mentioned. So um, it's just a recipe to get down, and we did. Uh, and it was, you know, I think I believe it was fifty to thirty-five down fifteen, and we changed some things up defensively, played some zone, uh, and really again had some really good contributions. Guys come off the bench that they're like the starters aren't ready to play. I'll do it, coach. And they came in and gave us a spark and rebounded and ran and got in the, got to the rim, got to the foul line, just gave us some great energy. And, and we erased that 15-point deficit to tie it up. Uh, it was a pretty exciting comeback. Um, and then, you know, with five, five to go, it was a one-possession game one way or the other. And uh, a couple pretty awful calls went against us, to, you know, not to put it on that because we definitely played bad enough to lose. And um, But you just, you know, you can't leave it in those guys' hands. Um, by by taking care of your work earlier in the game, so that was kind of the story of the game. Just uh, just seemed like the harder we tried, the the more we got down with certain certain areas, and um, just couldn't. We were one of twelve from three in the second half, and just we got looks, we got you know some good made good decisions. I thought with the ball, uh, got to the rim when we needed to, uh, defended better down the stretch and really showed some guts coming back from 15 down. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just too little too late. And, um, and that, that was kind of the story of that one. So do you take, you know, the comeback and the toughness that you showed with regards to that from that Sage Colleges game into St. John Fisher tomorrow night? Uh, what, what do you take from this past weekend into tomorrow night? Or you just throw it away and try to get back to Utica College basketball? Um, having this full week before the start of the conference tournament, we had a couple of days to really hammer out some of our issues. And so I would say it's kind of on, on both fronts as far as the thought process there, where we were going to use it early in this week and we watched that entire game um, together and we, we relived it all and just saw how inept we were in certain areas of the game. Um, and then, you know, try to relive the good of it too, seeing what we did to come back and how we tightened up and, um, but just the, the energy we had to expend, the just to get it back to even, it's just too hard to play like that, especially against good team. And, you know, and they're the four seed, so they were good. It was senior day for them. And so they were, they were pumped up to play us. Um, and we had beaten them pretty good out here already early in the season. So they were ready, but, um, but I think we, you know, we, we definitely used it to learn. And I'm hoping that it wakes us up. Like, you know, got to go on the road and, and win too. If you want to get in the NCAA tournament, you got to be good teams. Um, and you guys kind of slept walk into that one. And, and, but then, you know, once we kind of learned that lesson and got after it defensively, we did some pretty physical rebounding drills to start the week more than I probably normally would going into a conference tournament, but it felt it was necessary to get physical 
Um, then now, you know, we kind of hopefully that's in the back of our minds, things we, we've done to put us in a bad spot. And then now we can just kind of, all right, this is a new season, clean slate here. Um, use our the depth of knowledge and that we've uh, we've accumulated over this year and, and go be better and, uh, and go play a team that's beat you twice and in very close games and uh, and go you know play them on a neutral floor now. Talk about some of the awards that your guys have won, like Rookie of the Year and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the conference awards just came out um, like 10 minutes ago. Uh, I will say before I get into that, Justice Brantley did win Rookie of the Week for the Empire Race. So he's the third freshman that we've had win that award this year between wow. Tommy, uh, Brett, won it multiple times. And including a player of a week, I believe, and and now Justice, um, you know, got the start in that game because Tommy's been out for a couple games uh, with a rolled ankle. He'll be good for tomorrow and the weekend. Uh, but he got his opportunity. He got you know, he got our third rookie of the week, a third player at least to get it. You know, someone got it multiple times. But and then the conference awards came out today, and yeah, Tommy uh, won rookie of the year which static about thrilled for him and, and the people here locally to see one of their local kids being, you know, awarded such a great honor. Uh, Darius Hopkins um, came in uh, with first team. Uh, I think he's the most dynamic scorer in the league. He can beat you in so many ways. He's so tough to the rim and he's shooting a three at like 45% or something like that. So he's just a really tough cover and he's one of the best free throw shooters in the conference and i i want to say he was uh third in um player of the year voting as well so he was he was right up there as far as getting some votes for player of the year as a sophomore um and then uh hama big comedic murphy and tommy actually both uh got honorable mention so we only have two teams in our league five per so first team second team and then it goes right to honorable mention unlike some other leagues where there's so many teams so honorable mention is actually a very um, a very, uh, you know, it's a great award, you know, and they're deserving. It's really like a third team. Um, but, uh, so they're, you know, right in that top 12 to 15 players, um, voted by, by the coaches in our league. So, Sean, you know, a lot of good recognition. Sean Coffey is of course joining us from Utica college, the men's basketball pioneers on the sports Hill show. It's ESPN radio, Utica Rome, not 96.5 FM. So you've got some playoffs to look forward to with St. John Fisher tomorrow night at 7.30 as the Empire 8 tournament gets away. But I don't want to leave the Sportsman of the Year as far as the awards. I want to make right. sure I mention and pronounce properly Justin Strokowskis. You got it. Did I do it right? Justin Strokowskis, yep, you got it. Tell us about the Sportsman yeah. of the Year real quick uh, before we got to so get each, to our break. Each team has a Sportsman of the Year um, and you know, being Empire is the sportsmanship conference. It's kind of their slogan. Um, so Justin, uh, you know, he's a four-year player for us. He's, as I've mentioned on here a few times, he got hurt third game of the year this year. The kid just works. You know, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't complain. He really got dealt a bad hand this year, um, you know, in his senior year. And, you know, had to sit a bunch of games just started coming back and getting out there in the last two, two and a half weeks. Um, and he's helped us in some spots. He was on the floor, you know, to finish that game at Fisher in a two point loss on their floor. So he was out there, those last five guys playing. Um, so he's been tremendous and he's really one of those guys that helped, 
you know, build this program to where it is right now. And, and he's absolutely left it in a better place than when he first found it coming from Connecticut and uh, putting his trust in coach coffee and, and uh, Utica college and give him a great education. 2019, 20 empire eight men's basketball award winners represented well with a number of guys from the Utica college pioneers led by Sean coffee. Sean, listen, uh, it's been great to talk to you. So we're going to continue this though, as we get into the playoffs and celebrate a win with you next Thursday. Yeah, we need to. I hope you know. I hope this is not the last time we're talking while we're still in the season. So we got we we win Friday night. We'll play for a championship Saturday at four o'clock. Uh, so it goes right to a semi and a final. So we will know by next time we talk uh, whether we're playing still and, and if we're in the NCAA tournament or not. So. Yeah. Happens pretty quick this time of year. Well, we also have a lot of faith in Coach Sean Coffey. So get it done, my friend. Uh, we're going to talk to you one way or another. we got to get you back in this studio as well. Really appreciate you giving us some time every week over the last couple of months to take everybody and all the fans through the season, okay? Yeah, it's been a ton of fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we'll get to it again very soon. The Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. We'll be right back. The Sportzilla Show is now streaming on the ESPN app. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Oh, uh, you know, I'm going through Twitter, and I had missed this maybe an hour ago, but the Comets are sending Josh Tess and Mitch Elliott to Kalamazoo to oh. get some time in with the Kalamazoo ECHL team. So that was Mitch Elliott. Josh Tess. And Josh Tess. Okay. Let me just jot this note down as we get back in here live on the Sports Show. Okay. Ben Burnell. Very good. Thank from you. From the Observer Dispatch. Always busting out the news on the comments. We had congratulated Corey Hergott, who contributes from time to time. Uh, we did on pregame yesterday as comments have their next game tomorrow. He's got a grandchild now. Forrest. Yeah. Forrest Lemieux, I believe. Was that the last name? That's correct. Yeah. yeah congratulations. Got a grandbaby. I love it. Nice to see the pictures on social media. They're all over. If you follow along or you follow the comments, you probably heard the name Corey Hergott quite a few times. So I do have to mention ICANN, Sports Illust Show brought to you by ICANN, an innovative community-based provider that's keeping families together in the Moog Valley every single day. You can learn more just by visiting ICANN.family. Do that today. I want to thank Jim from Rome for listening, as the rest of you are very fortunate that uh, the second hour of... Uh, welcome to the Sports Illust Show. What? What? Nothing. Why is everybody looking at me like that? You're good. We kid because we care. This is going to turn into... Something that I probably didn't intend it to be. No, we're all good. Ay, ay, ay. Are you going to say that I'm antagonizing again? I'm going to blame it on you, okay. like I always do, as uh, you may have heard with our segment with Sean Coffey a few minutes ago. But let's get back into this, because Syracuse, man, what a win, 72-49. They beat Pittsburgh, team that earlier this season, at one point were leading by 20 points. They let them back in the game. The 2-3 zone has improved. We've established that. JG3 was key in the second half. Scoop, you know that, hit a couple threes. The turnovers were a problem at the end of the game, but you let it slide with a win that leads to the walk-ons playing the game. And whenever the walk-ons end up playing for Syracuse, that's a damn good thing. Elijah Hughes, of course, now on NBA draft boards, just had another phenomenal game as he in the discussion for player of the year. I'll stop there. We'll go around the room. Scoop, Bayheim defended his honor last night in the postgame. Yeah, I mean, uh, Elijah very well could be the ACC player of the year. I mean, he got he was a spark plug, got the team off to a great start. 
And it, much like JG3 got that second half off to a great start in the last game. I mean, it just set the tone. Uh, I'm thrilled with the game last night. I'm shocked. I mean, I thought it was going to be tooth, fang, and claw. I thought it was going to be a tough game, but they rolled. And it, isn't it nice to have a game like that? No white-knuckle ride. You kind of sit back, enjoy the game, and you're not pacing around your room in front of your TV. Well, as I said earlier to you, but I'll now pose this to the boss, the glue guy, the boss, you're leaving me hanging, you're not ready? Come on. The, yes, I'm the boss. The boss, got. the glue guy. That's exactly what I wanted. But now you get a you get a win, and suddenly there's conversation again where you can see the path to the tournament now for people. They've got to go deep and, and is win. Is that media shenanigans bringing that up, or is that just people in general? I would prefer you not answer my question with a question and give me your opinion. <laughs> not, I, look, I, I, the discussion of the tournament and March Madness. You know, it's it's the NIT. Let's let's be real. It, yeah, let's win another game. Let's just win the next game against North Carolina, the final one at the Dome for the team this season. You know, it, if if all my dreams come true, the Orange win the ACC tournament, the Red Wings turn a dismal season around and win the Stanley Cup next year, my Cleveland Browns go 16-0, and and the Indians win the World Series. This is, okay? yeah, the, the Browns thing was the funniest thing you said. <laughs> this has been a scoop reality check on the Sports Illustrated Show. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Do you get a million dollars, too? Well, can't have everything, can we? <laughs> Nick Ailes, also known as Dolly, is in studio. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. Not only are they playing UNC for the final game for the team in the Dome this season before renovations take you up to SU football, but they're retiring a jersey for John Wallace, number 44. And I had asked Nick, I'm like, hey, you're a college student. Do you, you remember John Wallace? And of course he does, but not to the point that he remembers his favorite player, who was Johnny Flynn. Johnny Flynn. Yeah, that's not too bad. Other th- great things that happened for Syracuse, Sidibe, that version of, of Barama Sidibe is what this team wants moving forward. He played fantastic. Scoop, you want to comment on that? And, and add in some Bryson Goodine, too, who stepped in for the injured buddy Bayheim with a sprained ankle. And, and played probably some of his best basketball this season without the mask for the broken nose. Well, a third double-double for Sidibe. And, you know, when you have the Jim Beheim post-game presser and you can hear him smiling, you know, like we could hear that. Uh, you didn't even have to see it. You could hear him smiling. And a lot of that is Sidibe, him following the instruction. Because Jim ultimately... He's a coach. He's a teacher. He's trying to teach these guys this 2-3 zone. Teach them what to do in different situations. And Barama is getting it. And now he's doing it. He's executing it. Let me give you the audio. He should probably come to Pittsburgh because he play well, it's the place the only place he plays like that. So I don't know I don't know what it is, but he uh he was really good. And then Bryson Goodine, I mean, I got a buddy update from Jim, uh, who pretty much downplayed it. He's turning ankle. He's not it's not nothing wrong. It's a Sprained ankle. But the key to the game was Elijah Hughes. I think we all know that. Spectacular, as usual. Did a little bit of everything. I mean, he's really played himself into the player of the year conversation, even though he's kind of been gypped if you're following along with that process. Maybe a second-round pick as of right now. But win a few games. And what if somehow, some way, they do win the ACC tournament? I mean, anything is possible. Or at least he plays really well in those tournament games. If he does that, he draws a little bit more attention to himself and may leave as a junior, which is a loss for the program. But 
Well, he had 11 of Syracuse's first 21 points sure last night. And that's really what this is. is that these guys, Take this one game at a time, and then maybe some fantastic things can happen individually and as a team. We all know if Jim gets a chance, even when he gets into the tournament, he seems to, more times than not, go farther than you expect the team to go. I think that's probably not going to happen this year. But we could see some growth over these games. And hey, you know, maybe maybe we get lucky in that ACC tournament. I don't. I'd say it's a long shot, but and if Elijah Hughes plays really well and Syracuse does make it into the tournament, a lot of scouts will look at that and go, "This guy could carry a team." I think they're already. Needed. I think they already look at him and they're already interested in him. I think he's an NBA caliber player without question. Nick, people have already said that his game may translate better in the NBA than it actually does in college. I know you've seen that. I have, and I tend to agree with him. He was just good from the beginning. He was really, he hasn't been shooting it well, and when he makes some shots, uh, he's hard to defend because you got to get up on him and he gets by people. Um, he was really good tonight. I mean, he's as good as, as anybody. He's had a great year. Playing great basketball. Yeah, there's Jim Beheim stating the obvious about Elijah Hughes. So I'm looking forward to that UNC games on Saturday. Talking NBA here on the, or excuse me, talking Syracuse on the Sports Illustrated ESPN Radio Utica Rome, not 96.5 FM. Now switching to the NBA because I thought the switching gl- gears, switching gears, switching gears. You want to switch gear? Wait, you want to switch gears to this? I mean, we can separate this if you really want to. To bridge the gap from the pros to college. Brent, how are you? Living the dream, buddy. Let's cook it. You are. You are sports radio talk show host, one of the three best jobs in the world. I'm what? out here in the Utica Rome area, and they <laughs> cut the second hour of Brent Axe. You got to talk to somebody about yeah, this. Yeah, come on. I mean that that Sportzilla show. What are we What are we doing here? I mean, what are we <laughs> doing out here, man? Come on. Hey, I don't want to knock those guys, but Brent Axe, you're awesome. Appreciate you having our back. He, he wasn't saying anything bad about us. It was that Brent X. So I, as the boss, I'll say duly noted. I tweeted Brent X uh, a Bitmoji that he hates those, those cartoon. For yeah. those listening who don't know what that is. Oh, he hates Bitmoji. He hates them. So I tweeted him. one. going to make him a cake then. It's a Bitmoji. <laughs> I tweeted him one of me holding a platypus. That's literally what I did at K-Rock Rain or at ESPN Sportsilla. If you'd like to see that, it's kind of funny. But now let's talk about the NBA glue guy. I'm glad you're in here for the Utica version of the Sports Illust Show because your boy, your, your boy Jason Tatum, man, he is now starting to play himself into what Tim Legler, Legs has said, could be the MVP discussion within a couple of years. I mean, what is he, 21? Uh, yeah. Yep. I, I mean, he's really, he's done phenomenally well. There's a stat that I have. Let me play you some legs and I can reach over and grab uh, the stat that I have on what he's been doing. But this is what Tim Legler said about Tatum and potentially being an MVP. Yeah, he's walking with some swag now. He's, he's carrying himself like the man, like it's his team, right? And that's very important mindset. The last thing for Jason Tatum, before we start talking about maybe first team All-League one day, uh-huh. maybe MVP one day if the Celtics are good enough, uh-huh. is his ability to beat you by making plays for other people off the dribble. That's not really something he's great at yet. He's going to get better at it because he's going to have a whole lot more traffic coming at him. You're going to see more dudes trying to double him out in the perimeter. And when he starts to now find guys to pick you apart because he's so good at drawing attention. Now you've got a guy that's a complete forward and you've got a guy that looks like, you know, what those MVP type players look like because they can do it from anywhere on the floor. That's the last element to add. He hasn't been forced to, but he will. So nice little reminder for you. The Celtics traded back for Jason Tatum. The 76ers wanted Markel Fultz. 
who is now on the Orlando Magic. Let me tell you what Jason Tatum has done for your Celtics. I don't even know if you're aware of this stat. 36 points? He has become the first player in NBA history to shoot 60% from the field on at least 20 field goal attempts and five three-point attempts in three straight games. Never been done before. So as I said to Scoop a little bit earlier, and I'll say to you and you can comment, that is what plays you into somebody like Tim Legler saying, you're looking at a guy who's going to be in the MVP discussion. Wait till he's in his prime. Give him a couple more seasons. He's already playing in some senses what he's done right there. That's elite level because nobody else has done it before. So you, uh, you went on Twitter last night and asked myself and Jack Parent from Last Word on Sports about Jason Tatum being elite. I saw C.J. McCollum say that he's elite. I saw Isaiah Thomas, former Celtic, say he's elite. So, yeah, if other peers are saying that, it's got to be true. Yeah, Tim Legler's definitely on to something. Here's what he's added to his game. I'm talking about Tatum. He's added strength. He's added a lot with his handle. A whole bunch of handle. And then we talked earlier about the sidestep stuff and the step-back stuff. That's all footwork-related. Confidence at all-time high. Made more threes than anybody in the league this month, which is not something we thought we'd ever say necessarily about Jason Tatum. Um, That was as good an offensive first half as I've seen anybody have all season. Didn't need him much in the second half. Marcus Smart did some things. Brown got hot. So he kind of relaxed in the second half, or he would have had another 40-point night tonight. Sportzilla Show brought to you by ICANN, an innovative community-based provider this afternoon on ESPN Radio Utica Rome, now at 96.5 FM. Scoop? All that said, is he really going to beat out Giannis for MVP? Not uh, this year. Hey, I, I, yeah, okay, good. For arguments. Good. Uh, no, I, I think what Legler's saying is he's going, if he's going he, to be in the, the conversation about it at some point. Extrapolate. And, and beginning this year, he's going to be in that conversation. But, I, you know, right now, I mean, with Giannis, I almost, no, Giannis. And how long is Giannis going to be this good? Probably a long time. Hey, man, for argument's sake, LeBron James is in the MVP conversation sure. right now. Giannis is right there. Giannis is right there. And I think Legler's saying more extrapolate this out over the next couple of seasons as as he gravitates towards his prime being only 21. Now, you watch as he just gets better and better and he's already showing the signs of that with all of the different facets that he has to his game. That's I th- that's that's my interpretation. He's obviously a great player and having a great season. Uh I'm just I want to ask the glue guy who as a a Celtics fan who he's most scared of in the East? I'd say it's probably Milwaukee. It's, I don't. I don't it's definitely Milwaukee. I don't buy the Raptors. I don't buy the Sixers. Yeah. I don't buy. I, I'm on the fence about Miami. Um, I'm. I'm not afraid of the Sixers because they have a terrible road record. They've only won like ten games on the road all season. And Ben Simmons is out indefinitely. And Joel Embiid is uh, um, going to miss significant time right now. So their roster is really weird. And, and it's. I mean, they've been struggling a bit as well on top of it. What say you, Nick Ailes? I would be terrified of the Bucks. Period. Yep. That's short, sweet. Just in and- general, like if I ran into one, be pretty scared. <laughs> that applies for both basketball players and a Buck. He just Jordan crying memed us uh, yes. during the Kobe Memorial to bring a little levity into the situation. You make a very good point. Nobody wants to run into a Buck. That would hurt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but are you a fan of the Celtics moving forward to come out of the East, or do you agree with Scoop? I mean, I mean, where are you on this? I'm I, curious. I believe that. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not with the Celtics. Not it. Not in. 
So it's really the Bucks. Milwaukee is the team I, the East. Well, I just really like Giannis, but I just there's something about him. There's just something special about him. I've always liked Chris Middleton since he came to the league. Yeah, he's so. a good player. Anybody that tells Drake GFY got my vote. Yeah, GFY. He's, he's the MVP to me just for that. I see what you did there. I like that. GFY. <laughs> GFY, Drake. From now on, that's that's Sportsilla code for what Drake can you do. Know, you know what it means. Anytime we have to talk about him. We're going to come right back. We've got a little something on the comments. We've got to add a few things to something we touched on a few minutes ago and the NFL. Tom Brady from the Glue Guys' favorite team. He's probably not going back there. And that's okay. next. The Sportzilla Show is now streaming on the ESPN app. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Last night over on our brother's station where Scoop and I host pregame, you then heard Joe Roberts call the Utica Comets win against the Rochester Americans out at the Blue Cross Arena 3-2. to two. So it ended up going to overtime, a shootout actually, and Sven Berchi oh, with the game winner. Listen, just listen, everybody. Hey, uh, giggity goo guy. Berchi with a goal tonight. He goes wide right on Hammond. Berchi slows down, holds. Great move, and he chips it and scores. Sven Berchi wins it in a shootout. He outweights Hammond, and the Comets win. The fans think he moved backwards. The officials, as of now, we're going to let it stand. Berchi walked in, held, went to the left, and threw it into the top corner. McWilliam lobbing the officials. The Amherst haven't left the ice. The Comets are going to make their way down the tunnel. The victors. I like the Joe Robert giggles throughout the entirety of that highlight. As Scoop had told you a few minutes ago, Mitch Elliott and Josh Tevis have been sent down to Kalamazoo. And they play Toronto tomorrow, Scoop. That Berchi goal was so filthy, it should be uploaded to Pornhub. Yeah, it was dirty. It was a dirty, <laughs> filthy, the glue guy. It was nasty. Goo guy. The giggity goo guy was even saying the same thing. You thought that was a sweet goal. What was the exact terminology you used? It was nasty. It was nasty. That's was, what he said. It was pretty. It was like he got that goalie to drop, and then it was just like, there's he, that instant where he just kind of looks at him like, I got you. He beach whaled him. Yeah. He just laying on the ground and all of a sudden, bop. And just flipped it right over him. So you like the New England Patriots. Tom Brady may not be on that team. You seem to disagree, but we'll let you answer this on the backside. And Nick Gales, too, he seems to think it's all a ruse. And he's well, ultimately. Hey, hang on a minute. Okay. I've, I've got some new information. Okay, from clarify. My top source. Okay. I've got a scathing hot take here. And Is Tom it Brady? from a bomb trady? So Tom Brady will be leaving. The Patriots. You really believe that too? I do. Okay. Because he will go to the Jets, to the XFL, <laughs> and become the greatest quarterback of all time in two separate leagues. Yeah, he hasn't done anything in his career. Oh, in two separate leagues. I see what you did there. I say because he hasn't done much in the NFL at all. Mm-hmm. At all. Or he'll go to the CFL. Stunned if Tom Brady left the Pats. No matter how many times we say, that Tom Brady is likely to not play for the Patriots next year. I either get blasted or told that I am wrong. That makes sense because we cannot wrap our heads around it. There are people very close to Tom Brady who are being told by Tom Brady, it's not going to happen. Like, I'm going somewhere else. Like, that's the way that we're operating here within those circles. And yet even those people don't necessarily believe that Tom, at the end of the day, won't go into Bill Belichick's office and Belichick won't sit there and say to him, Tom, we need you back. We have to have you back. And that Tom Brady will return to the Patriots. 
We need to wrap our minds around the fact that it is far more likely than not that Tom Brady will not be back with the Patriots. I am now at the point where I would be stunned if Tom Brady returns to the Patriots. Why would it be stunning? Obvious, honestly. Well, you, Giselle because is stunning. You answer that. As a <laughs> Patriots wrong. fan, though, from that perspective, you answer that question. It's honestly up to whether Belichick and Kraft build a better team with weapons like he's never had before. Tom's sitting back going, you know what? If you're not going to surround me at this advanced age and help me out a little bit because I can't do it myself anymore, then I'm going to go somewhere because I still want to play for a year or two. I'm going to go to an organization that's going to do that exact thing. Could he go to the Titans? Yeah, it's, with a great, Henry. it's a great fit. And Mike Vrabel is the head coach. Yeah, I think that's an interesting scenario for him. You if know, I'm pl- Coach Vrabel, I want Brady over Tannehill. Yeah, and like the popular scenarios that always see to come out are uh, the Raiders. Oh, the Vegas team needs a, f- a face for the franchise. San Diego, the weather, his wife will love it there. It's near L.A. Okay, but how many more years is he going to play anyways? One or two. You, he's a guy that wants to win a championship. Where can he do that? He could do that in Tennessee. He they could, he they could. were close. Yeah, I agree with you. So where's Tom Brady going? Okay. He's going to be a patron. I don't think so. Here's what I'll say about this, because I, I don't want to keep just naming teams. What I think is an important point to make here is that you know these exercises that we're going through like does this make sense well the titans have rabel the the raiders have gruden that could be fun the bucks they've got some really good weapons and bruce arians tom brady's going through these same exercises sometimes we have to remember that he has to go through this too he has to look at these teams and say what makes sense for me except for one the patriots what do you want me to tell you about that he already knows what he needs to know about the patriots right Yes, that's a great way of putting it. It leaves me to believe that he's not going to play with the Patriots. And I don't know why people can't wrap their heads around that. He chose to be a free agent for a reason. At this point, why do people keep hanging on to that? That he's going back to the Patriots. He can sign that contract today. He hasn't. Why not? Scoop's monitoring Twitter, and he'll be the first to tell you Tom Brady has been trending number one on Twitter. This is a conversation that's heating up. So I'll ask you, Patriots fan, glue guy, the boss... Who's the quarterback of the Patriots if he leaves? Uh, wow. Uh, wow. Could be a draft pick. You you would have to think that Belichick is already planning on something. And yes, it absolutely could be a draft pick. Where are they this year? What's their what number are they? Uh, 27, I believe. So, they're Obviously, yeah, they always are late in the first round. And they generally don't make picks. That's the whole thing with the Patriots, right? So do they trade for a Derek Carr from Oakland or LA? Las Vegas. Fourth pick is available, and David Gettleman, the general manager of the New York Giants, has actively you want shopped Brady? that. No, not necessarily, but if... Why? You could replace your old quarterback, Eli Manning, with Tom Brady. No. What I'm saying is perhaps they use that pick, trade up for that pick, to select a quarterback. There's three available. Chase Young's probably going second. Three of the first four picks. There you go. But it all depends on... I suppose who's available out of Jalen Hurts to uh, say his last name, Tagovailoa, and of course Joe Burrow's. Interesting. I, but why would the Giants want to get rid of that fourth pick? You haven't even thought about this yet. I don't know the answer to that either. No, I want them I to have, get a, actually. I want them to get a stud offensive lineman, but that's just me. So you're going to move from twenty or from four to twenty four, twenty seven? No, I'm saying there's going to be other moving parts within the whole thing. Obviously, it's not just going to be a straight swap, but. 
And I think a lot of people are forgetting, what about Philip Rivers? He's got to go Where's he going to go? Imagine, imagine Tampa that. Bay has been rumored for him. Yeah, well, he moved his family back to Florida from and, and has left San Diego. Does They're, he go to Miami? We're not hearing as many discussions about him, but he's got to settle somewhere. I'm pretty sure that he wants to play another year or two. And Drew Brees is a free agent, too. Yeah, Drew, and Drew Brees is going to He's staying with the Saints. Yeah, or, but he's still a free agent. Did he? He didn't. Yeah, nobody signed yet. Wow, that's another one. He's going to stay there. So why is Brady all the drama? I don't know. Because he's, he's Tom freaking Brady, man. When you're the one that r- wins a ring on average of every three seasons, they talk about you. Let's take a break. we got some Major League Baseball stuff to get to. Vigilante justice versus the Astros. It's already proving true in spring training. Some words from Tito Franco next. Sports Show ESPN Radio Utica Rome now 96.5 FM. That's what I call hamburgers. You call hamburgers steamed hams. Yes, it's a regional dialect. Ah, uh, what region? Uh, upstate New York. Really? Well, I'm from Utica, and I've never heard anyone use the phrase steamed hams. Oh, not in Utica. No, it's an Albany expression. The Sports Show. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. This just in to the ESPN Utica Rome Science Department. A new study indicates that metalheads are the music fans most likely to have sex in cars. Thank you very much. Really? We have a science department? (laughs) I just read a notification. Is that where all my money's going? (laughs) Well, but wait a minute. I just read a notification, an update. The Dallas Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones, has considered a reunion with Des Bryant. And he said, and I quote, I think about it a lot in the shower. Eyes aren't too far apart. Um... (laughs) You want to just want to pause, take a breath, and reflect on your quote to the press before you say it. So Jerry Jones is thinking about Des Bryant in the shower is how I read that. I don't know how that has anything to do with football. Yeah, was, and we'll be right back with sports. Yeah, was a, a little bit awkward. Perfect timing, glue guy, giggity giggity goo guy. ESPN Radio is airing the XFL Championship on April 26th. I thought I'd put that out there. They said they're coming out with more details, boss. I can't wait. We're in on that, right? Yes, yes, we are. Okay, right here. Well, in hopefully, as long as there's no Yankee game. Okay, Utica Roll Market. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Speaking of the Yankees, I'm glad you brought it up. We got Nick Gales in here with us in his Yankee sweatshirt today. Mm-hmm. So we got Giancarlo Stanton with mm-hmm. his like 15th injury since the beginning of last season. His Tommy, glass bones and paper skin. A terrible <laughs> trade, and you're regretting that, I'm sure, Brian Cashman. Luis Severino needs the Tommy John surgery, but they beat Tampa today in spring training exhibition game. Mike Ford, Clint Frazier, Tyler Wade hit home runs. You have to be feeling good about that. I think this is still the team that's got to be a favorite for the World Series. Regardless, we didn't have Luis Severino last year. His pitching wins championships, right? And there's plenty of offense. Yeah, I'm feeling, I'm trying to stay positive. Anyone who's seen me today, I've been in a pretty good mood, I would say so. So I'm trying to stay positive, and this is a good team. The season's almost here. We're going to have fun and have a great time. That's it. And win games. And win games. Nick, what is your favorite baseball game food? Favorite baseball game food? Probably two hot dogs and a drink. He's tougher than a $2 steak. Would that be a carbonated beverage or a fermented beverage? That would be a bottle of water. Okay. None of the above. <laughs> That's going to work a little better for your belly with a couple of hot dogs. In I there. am. I will I will do many things for a bottle of water. You also, I love water. You also weigh 12 pounds, so you can't be eating like five hot dogs. It's true. Do you put anything on the dogs? No. I, no. I eat hot dogs. Bun? Yep. Yeah. 
You put yeah, the dogs in a bun. You put the wieners in a bun. <laughs> he just yeah, pulls them out of the boiling the water. Yeah. Yeah, say, please give me two of your finest hot... No bun. Some people no, no bun. No, some people do not eat them with a bun. Burn my scalding hands. <laughs> okay, get anyway, them out of a ballpark, I was saying Frank. before you rudely yeah. interrupted I'm me. I'm sorry. I got a minute or so. Terry Francona shared some thoughts about the fact that he had to give a little bit of a message, and he's going to talk about it more with his Cleveland pitchers, former Red Sox manager, obviously, in reference to vigilante justice, because Houston has been hit by a pitch seven times already in spring training, and this is going to filter and bleed into the regular season. This is what the manager of Scoop's favorite team had to say. I actually had to tell Clev, I said, Clev, because you said that, I said, now when you, when you pitch in, yeah. I said, you're, yeah. you're, you're going to get ejected. So, you know, we will certainly talk to our guys. We, we, we do not feel like it's the Cleveland Indians' job to kind of serve vigilante justice to somebody else in the league. That's the commissioner has a job. You know, people have jobs. Um, mine isn't to rate how I feel the commissioner handled it, things like that. That's, you know, that's way above my pay grade. And the other thing is, just to be completely honest, we don't want to put any of those guys on base because they're pretty damn good. And the less guys that are on base, the less runs they're going to score. I wish pitchers could throw trash cans at them. <laughs> Turnabout is fair play. You hit one, I'm throwing it at you. The Sportzilla Show, done for the night. See you tomorrow at 5, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM.